Welcome to Joyful Eating for PCOS and Gut Health, ultimate podcast to learn how to find relief from hormonal and digestive pains while preserving the pleasure of eating. You'll learn from your host, Trista Chan, a registered dietitian and founder of The Good Life Dietitian, along with guest experts on how to understand your health through science and mind-body connection, which diet trends to ignore and explore, all with an accessible and inclusive lens. So let's get started. If you have PCOS, you've likely heard the age-old adage, you can't get pregnant or PCOS makes you infertile forever. And if I had a dollar every time my patient has come across this, I would be a very, very rich woman. So spoiler alert, that's a huge myth, but it is important to recognize that fertility is a real challenge that many people with PCOS do experience. So in this episode, we'll chat all about the who, what, when, where, why of PCOS and fertility and give you three super practical and useful tips on how you can start to naturally enhance fertility today. So just to clear the air, let's define fertility. According to the World Health Organization, it's the inability to get pregnant after 12 months of unprotected sex. It's actually pretty common, so around one in every six couples in Canada experience this. And a key thing that I want you to remember is that it's not permanent for many people. Having PCOS, however, is a very common cause of infertility. Because this condition can disrupt ovulation altogether. So what happens is that insulin resistance, stress, inflammation, environmental factors may be causing your ovaries to overproduce male sex hormones. That can cause you to have irregular or missed periods altogether, thus causing infertility over time. But it's not all doom and gloom. There are many treatment options now that are available to help you promote fertility and ovulation, and this includes medical treatments, lifestyle therapy, diet adjustments, which we'll dive deep into today, and medications, fertility procedures like IVF. So there's certainly no one size fits all for treating infertility. It's a super personal choice. So remember that your fertility journey is yours alone to decide and no one else's. Before starting, I do recommend, though, building some awareness around what's happening in your body by tracking ovulation and also assessing your fertility status so you have a good baseline to work through. Blood work is a great objective measure to do this. So you can download a PCOS labs checklist that includes lab work to assess your fertility status, I've linked it in the show notes below, and I'll also link this below. The American Pregnancy Association does have tons of low to no cost resources as well. And after that, let's say you do get the blood work, you do track your ovulation, you do get diagnosed through your medical professional with an ovulation, you realize that your period's super irregular, but you're hoping to grow a family. Know that not all hope is lost. There are mixed methods treatments to get pregnant. Our complete guide to PCOS management course does give you everything you need to know to promote menstrual regularity and fertility 
using food, targeted up-to-date supplements, without giving up the foods you love, and we dive deep into lifestyle therapies as well. So our previous students have reported successful pregnancy outcomes, reduced blood sugars, and reduced binging instances. So the benefits extend far beyond getting pregnant. Today, I'm going to be pulling out some key content from the course so you can have an actionable snapshot of nutrition and lifestyle strategies to get started in your fertility journey today. Okay. So step one for conceiving with PCOS is to focus on regulating your period. And I'm going to talk about how you can do that through food. Also known as ensuring ovulation. So we can't get pregnant unless ovulation occurs. And this is when the egg is released from the ovaries. So it can be fertilized by the sperm that creates an embryo, eventually turns into a baby. So when it comes to supporting ovulation from a nutrition perspective, when I'm working one-on-one with clients, I always start by ensuring that they're eating enough calories consistently first, and then we focus on the macronutrients, and then we focus on fertility-supporting nutrients. So it's really like a clear step one, two, three. I find, I don't know if it's it's through social media, right? Quick information we can find online that most people jump to step three first. So focusing on fertility supporting nutrients before mastering the essential foundations. So it is so, so important to overcome the fear and the stigma surrounding food and calories. Our bodies require an adequate caloric intake to function optimally, to support hormone balance, and to menstruate and ovulate. So even if you're eating quote-unquote all the recommended and right foods for fertility, if you're eating a good balance of macronutrient ratios, but you're at a severe calorie deficit, you likely will not be ovulating. We live in a world of restrict, 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 and a consequence is that it can severely impact our fertility. If you're not sure what enough is, unfortunately, it's highly personalized, so I can't give you like a specific calorie number here. That would be very irresponsible. But our dietitians can support you in finding the right energy requirements and foods to help you meet them to promote a regular period. But for now, I want you to walk away today knowing that severe calorie restriction can harm your ovulation. So start there first. After you simply start by eating enough calories and appropriate amount of calories as the foundation, then you're focusing on macronutrient distribution and proportionate meals. So including and incorporating various sources of proteins, fibers, and healthy fats into most of your meals and some of those snacks. So this nutrient combination promotes a steady blood sugar and insulin response. These are key nutrition therapies for PCOS management. Helps keeps you satisfied, prevents those intense hunger and cravings. And these foods typically are high in nutrients 
that support your ovulation. So once that's established, then we work on fertility supporting nutrients. And let's talk about what exactly those are. Research suggests that when these specific nutrients are eaten more, this can help with the development of your eggs, this can stimulate the ovaries, and also enhance reproductive processes. First up, we have omega-3 fatty acids. PCOS is oftentimes linked with chronic inflammation, which can harm reproductive organs like your ovaries. So including a ton of omega-3 rich foods that have an anti-inflammatory effect, these include fatty fish. So adding tuna into your you know, wraps, smoked salmon into your bagels. I love adding ground flax to tablespoons anytime I'm having any kind of congee, oatmeal or porridge. Walnuts are an excellent source of omega-3 fatty acids. That with dates and a little bit of peanut butter is such a delicious snack. And olive oil can help reduce that inflammation and support your reproductive health. Another nutrient is antioxidants, particularly vitamin C and E. So these powerful antioxidants can combat free radical damage and reduce the inflammation in your reproductive organs and cells. So to get your daily dose of antioxidants, load up on colorful fruits, veggies, mix nuts, seeds, avocado, think, eat the rainbow. And next up, when it comes to protein, plant-based sources are worth considering. A study of over 18,000 people found that women who consumed more animal protein, including chicken and red meat, had higher rates of infertility. Interestingly, fish and eggs weren't associated with increased infertility. Not to fret, I'm not here to say that the study means that animal-rich foods are harmful for you because we do know that they can provide essential fertility-supporting nutrients. But the takeaway from the study is that women who ate more plant proteins, so think legumes, whole grains, nuts, seeds, did have higher rates of pregnancy outcomes. So the key here is not to think, you know, vegan versus omnivore. It's simply try to focus on more plants. So add some legumes. If you're cooking with beef, maybe you can consider having ground beef with lentils and mixing it into patties. I find they have a very great similar texture. If you're doing a stir fry, maybe you're doing tofu stir fry instead of a chicken stir fry, right? If you're adding any salads, stews, right? Maybe you top it with a handful of pumpkin seeds, another excellent source of plant protein. And one thing I want to note is surprisingly, the same study revealed that full fat dairy is linked to reduced risk of infertility by 50% as well. So something to consider if you're eating dairy, you enjoy it, you enjoy the taste, the satiation, the mouthfeel, you can consider swapping to a higher fat option. When it comes to supplements, certain supplements have been linked to improve IVF outcomes and pregnancy rates. So things like vitamin D, CoQ10, prenatal multivitamins, folate, and iron are some examples. However, I never recommend blindly adding the supplements. This can be dangerous, so it is important to note 
that not all supplements are necessary or beneficial and suitable for everyone. Consult with one of our dietitians to determine the best supplement regimen for you or going through the complete guide to PCOS management course gives you all the up-to-date science, practical tools, and helps you parse through different supplements and determine which one is best for you. Okay, so that covers step one, nutrition for fertility. Starting with ensuring you eat enough calories or appropriate amount of calories, and then focus on the macronutrients, and then focus on the fertility supporting foods. So let's move on to step two, which is to prioritize movement, stress management, and sleep hygiene. As a dietitian, I'm a big believer in the power of food and nutrition, reframing that as self-care. We also know that nutrition isn't everything. It isn't the be-all and all of your health. So my framework for the complete guide to PCOS management course is based on what I call the four pillars. Nutrition, movement, stress management, and sleep. I dive deep into each pillar throughout the course, giving you up-to-date science and actionable tools to improve each area of your holistic health. And that is so important to me because I see time and time again how things like chronic stress can cause anovulation, how poor sleep can drive up insulin resistance and binge eating behaviors and indigestion, how inactivity can worsen joint pain and inflammation, and all of these factors add up to worsening your cycle or causing and driving and worsening anovulation. So it's all connected. Our body parts are not siloed. While managing stress can be challenging, research consistently shows that psychological support, whether that's in the form of medical support, medications, therapy, whether that's finding your community of support, leaning into your networks, is linked to increased pregnancy rates. Engaging in gentle activities, whatever you like to improve your movements, whether that's yoga, walking, weights a few times a week, whether that's martial arts, Pilates, cycling, it doesn't necessarily have to adhere to a a specific prescription in your exercise levels. Start by finding activities you enjoy and are much more likely to stick to. And try your best to practice good sleep hygiene. Aim for seven to eight to nine, whatever your body consistently needs, hours of quality sleep per night. Try to remove those devices. I know I love my iPhone. I love my TikTok. You can certainly get caught up in the scrolling, but try your best to remove your screens an hour before bed. Have some spearmint tea, some chamomile tea. Have a nice night routine because sleep quality is so, so important along with sleep adequacy. So step two to summarize is to prioritize the other pillars of PCOS management. So that's movement, stress management, and sleep hygiene. And finally, step three to promote fertility is all about self-compassion and being patient when trying to conceive with PCOS. So I understand trying to start a family can be taxing emotionally, physically, financially even, it doesn't help that the narrative around PCOS is so focused on infertility and the weight behind that word is so 
heavy and stigmatizing. So that, the lack of education around treatment, perhaps a lack of access, the uncertainty around the future, it can be incredibly tough. We understand how difficult it can be and have definitely supported many clients through this transitional and challenging phase of life. And we want you to know that you are not alone. So once again, if you're struggling with your mental health during this time, we encourage you to reach out to a qualified therapist who can provide the support you need. I also want to note that we often turn to food for comfort when we encounter emotional stressors. It's a very common coping mechanism. We often turn to food to distract us from discomfort, and it's it's okay to acknowledge that. And it's important not to beat yourself up over that as well. And there's nothing inherently wrong with emotional eating. We just don't want that to be the primary coping mechanism. Instead, let's focus on starting to plant the seed of integrating mindfulness practices in our lives, particularly around food. I'm a big believer in mindful eating to help us develop a healthier relationship with food. And this isn't just some abstract, feel-good, kind of fluffy concept. It's actually rooted in science and has been shown to support both mental and physical well-being. If you're interested in learning more about practicing mindful eating, we have tons of valuable free resources on our website to help you adopt this practice. And it's so powerful. I promise you mindfulness, mindful eating is a tool you can use throughout your entire life. So learn how to embrace a more balanced approach to nourishing your body. Remember, it's essential to prioritize your mental and emotional well-being throughout this journey. All right, so as we wrap up today's episode, we want to leave you with some key takeaways for your fertility journey with PCOS. First and foremost, the journey is unique to you. So understand your cycle and ovulation window is essential. If your cycle is irregular, then step one is to ensure you're eating enough calories consistently to support your reproductive process. Then focus on enough healthy fats, fiber, and plenty of plant proteins at your meals. Eat a ton of antioxidants, particularly vitamin C and E. Get that anti-inflammatory omega-3 in there. And if you're seeking personalized guidance, you can consult with one of our PCOS and fertility expert dietitians. And we also have our comprehensive up-to-date complete guide to PCOS management course that gives you the full rundown and everything you need to know to tackle fertility and PCOS challenges using targeted supplements, diet, and lifestyle therapies. However, while nutrition plays a vital role, we also don't want to overlook the importance of other pillars for PCOS management. So movement, stress management, and sleep And finally, remember you're not alone on this journey. All right, so that's it for me. One quick request, if you're loving our podcast, I would so appreciate if you could share it with your friends and family. So shoot them a quick text or a DM. It really helps contribute to its growth and ensure more people are able to access this free 
content. Also, don't forget to subscribe, like, and review below. Until next time.